hey, I found this little sticker on my floor when I came in today. Do you see who's on it? Our Lady Guadalupe. I don't know how this got in my office, but I feel like she is present here with us for the recording of the of second second Sunday of Advent. If I were to, would one of your daughters have brought it in from the Connection Center? Because I think that's for the um, the passport. Oh, is when it? They, when the, the kids get a sticker every week, they can bring in their passport. They're using these stickers? Yeah, it's a different one, and I think every week. Oh. With different saints and things. That's so, so cute. I thought this was my first apparition. Welcome to the 23 podcast, 23 minutes of your two fa- favorites, a strong word, the only pastor and music director at St. Yeah. John the 23rd, Michael yeah. and Father Jeff. Good to be with all of you. I wonder, maybe somebody's listening for the first time today. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Good Gla- to have you. Glad. We hope this next 23 minutes is just the best 23 minutes of these 23 minutes and if it's not it's only 23 minutes <laughs> yeah you can you can tolerate anything for 23 minutes it's like yeah. a bad sitcom yeah yeah hey um speaking of television mm-hmm. i have to share a fun fact with you that oh. i that i learned a couple weeks ago uh listening to another podcast actually wow so ever since i was a kid mm-hmm. i've been obsessed with like the theme music from the news. I just mm. like you something that we take for granted, but yeah. theme music sets up a vibe, right? Like when we play Soul Shaker at the beginning of the 23 podcast, you know something's coming. Oh yeah. We hope it's good. It shakes my soul. I hope you're you've been shook. Uh but I've always loved like the opening credits for the news. I just think I've always really been fascinated with that as a kid. In fact, embarrassingly enough, mm-hmm. I, I confessed this to my wife and she laughed at me, so I can tell it to you as well. Oh, and, and I will try not to laugh. <laughs> when I was a kid, remember Napster when we could download illegal music? <laughs> I would, some people would like download the Backstreet Boys. I would download like the NBC Nightly News theme by John, by John Williams because I loved it- news music. That might actually be better, so that's fine. I think it's a little more wholesome. Yeah. Well, my story is about John Williams, because I think he's a tremendous composer. So he wrote, as do you know John Williams? Mm -hmm. He wrote, like, E.T., Star Wars, Indiana Indiana Jones, Jones, like, all the great great movie scores. He also wrote the theme music for the NBC Nightly News. I tried to get him to do the music for the 23 podcast. He was busy. Oh. But there's always next season. Yeah. Anything's possible. Right. Anyway, so... Uh, back in 1986, so I was one, they wrote, <laughs> he's closing his eyes. What year were you born? A 78. Se- oh, you're a 1978. We're so close. Yeah. When it's two different decades, it seems right. farther apart. Anyway, so back in 1986, NBC wanted John Williams to write the, the theme for the NBC Nightly News. And John Williams said no, only because he writes, you know, movie scores. And really, if you think about it, musically speaking, and you are a musician, you in like a in TV or even in a podcast, you have like seconds to write something, like fifteen mm-hmm. to twenty seconds, right? In a in a movie, you could be spreading that over minutes, right? So you have more time to play around with melody and harmony and all those kinds of things. Anyway, so they finally said yes, and John Williams decided to write it once he said yes, and. 
Guess how much he makes in royalties just on the NBC Nightly News theme annually to huh, this it, day. I couldn't possibly. A million dollars. <laughs> per, per, per newscast? No, just annually. Oh, oh, annually. Like if you Sorry. add up all the royalties he gets because it airs every night. He oh, also yeah, did yeah. like a version of the Today Show at one point. A million dollars a year. Wow. We need to be writing music, Father. That's Heck really yeah. what I'm getting to here. Right. I need to look up this NBC News. Oh, bit. you know you know it. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about that, and this is a tangent, and I'm sorry, but I do think this is fascinating. You really create a brand w- within the music, right? So if I play bum, 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 you right, know, you that's know, NBC. NBC, right? Three little notes. Yep. In fact, even in college, when we learned uh, a major sixth, that's the interval, from bum, bum, we learned it because we know NBC because it's so like ingrained right. in our in our brain. Um, so it's like, and the the theme for the nightly news is the bum 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 bum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, you know it. Mm-hmm. It's there, whether you know it or not. Anyway, here we are, twenty three podcast, second Sunday of Advent. There's a fun little fact about John Williams. I just wanted to share with all of you. Great. Hey, a uh, couple things coming up here at the parish. Yeah. First of all, this week we have our Advent Reconciliation Service. Yep, that is at 7 p.m. in the church, and um, we'll have a little um, liturgy of the word, and uh, then a bunch of uh, priests will be here uh, for the individual sacrament of reconciliation. It is always a highlight of the year during Advent and Lent when you can just come to church, participate in the sacrament of reconciliation, and have just some quiet time to sit yeah. and be still. In and, God's presence, and I think we, yeah, and I think we talked about this even last week a little bit with the preparing, you know, um, that especially in the busy season, you know, to carve out some time just to sit with the Lord is yeah. certainly a, a great thing for sure. So that's coming up uh, this Tuesday evening at seven o'clock, and then also coming up this week on December eighth, we have the Immaculate Conception of Mary on December eighth, which is Thursday. Yep, uh, it's Holy Day. It's also our National Feast Day. Yeah. And so we have Mass at 9 a.m. at the church, and then at 7 p.m. So be sure to join us uh, for two occasions this upcoming week, uh, just to kind of help dive deeper into Advent and the church calendar. Should be good. And that's what I, I even, I don't know if I said this, the last Holy Day we had. I think the nice thing about the, the Holy Days, and they do... It causes us to come out of our weekly routine. It's like, oh, I got to go to church on a Thursday. But uh, it really, if our whole life is resolved around our relationship with God, it is a way of saying, you know what? Yeah, I am going to deviate from my routine, whatever else maybe I had going on, to yeah. recall what is, um, you know, what is, you know, most important for us in our life. And with the Immaculate Conception of Mary, you know, it's like the. It's like the beginning of the story of Jesus, you know, as as she's um, conceived in, in the womb of her mother, St. Anne, mm-hmm. um, as uh, the one who would then uh, receive Jesus, you know, into into her. So it's it's a great it's a great celebration. That's great. That was a little preview of Father Jeff's homily for the Immaculate Conception. I make it in there. Just a little trailer, yeah. a little teaser. Well, there you if, go. <laughs> if you will. Okay, so this weekend, second Sunday of Advent, still in the Gospel of Matthew. However, we are jumping ship. Yeah. We are jumping from 34 to 3. 24. To 24? 24 to 3. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, was, I was like, this does not say like, you, must, you must have like found some, ex- some La- hidden last scroll that had like 10 more chapters. You know, I didn't remember what we read last oh, week. Six more chapters. I think Matthew has 28 chapters. Anyway. Oh, look at you go. See, this is why we rely on you to uh, be the expert. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's start that over. 24 to 3. So we're going back towards the beginning of the gospel. John the Baptist. Right. So, you know, Matthew chapter 1. Uh, would be like the genealogy and then chapter two more of that nativity uh narrative and so we're skipping ahead you know quite a few years then to uh, the beginning of jesus's public ministry although jesus doesn't appear in this reading so it's john the baptist uh, preparing the way which is of course another important advent theme that we have preparing the way in every Every second Sunday of Advent, we hear of, of John the Baptist. So whether it's uh, the year A, Matthew, year B, you know, Mark, year C, Luke, uh, we hear about John the Baptist uh, on this Sunday. And to recap, in case you missed last week, which <laughs> I don't know why you would. I mean, what else do you have going on? Uh, we have the theme of being alert, being awake. So that was kind of yep. Advent week one. Advent week two, we're kind of going with prepare the way. Preparing the way. John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath, produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. This text, to me, just as you're reading it, it feels so iconically Advent to me. Maybe it's just the rhythm of hearing this so often during the Advent season. Um, But this really feels like, okay, we're getting into the, the heart of what this season is all about. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah, just to prepare the way of the Lord, uh, make straight his pass. Um, especially this language would have been used really for preparing the way for a king. Maybe even we can think, you know, we've seen like you know, presidential motorcades or something, mm. you know, like that. Um, that, you know, he is preparing the way for the king. You know, a couple of weeks ago we had, you know, Christ the king of the universe. And so, again, the end of... One year in the beginning of the next um, in our in our lectionary cycle all kind of ties together. The question that's kind of popping in my head today is, okay, so how do we apply it, this notion of preparing the way of the Lord? 
That's a nice sentiment, a phrase that we probably throw around mm-hmm. every year during the season of Advent. What does it really mean, though? How, how can we really apply this to our daily lives? And in some ways, I think it's really about how are we preparing the way for the Lord to move in our daily lives, our daily interactions, our relationships, our workplace, our home, you name it. So maybe let's segue that direction for a little bit. What are some of the ways that we can help make room for God to be moving? Mm-hmm. And I like how present? you talked about for God moving, because there is a movement in this. And so, I mean, really, we hear it in our in our gospel you know, John the Baptist comes, you know, saying repent, and we hear that word repentance twice, and that just means, like, turning again, like, turning it back towards towards God or in a new direction. So there is a movement, yeah. even as we hear in our in our, in our our passage today that, that maybe we, we wouldn't have picked up on immediately, but there is that that need to, to move in our relationship with God and to recognize, like, Okay, maybe I just need to turn back to God in a in a new way because we can just get caught up in other stuff, um, and so we we prepare for Him by like, turning turning towards Him again. And preparation is not a stagnant v- verb. Is preparation a verb? I guess to prepare is the verb. Preparation is a noun. Yeah. Yes, but at the same time. There, there is movement. There is when let's put this in a secular context. If I'm preparing for something, if I'm preparing for a performance, mm-hmm. if you're preparing for a homily, if I'm preparing for guests to come over, whatever it may be, we're doing something, right? Mm-hmm. We're not just sitting there. Well, let's be honest. Some people went through school not doing anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't take you as one of those. No, I was not one of those either. I still have dreams about like showing showing up to class and there was like a test I didn't study for. Oh my. Do you have school nightmares yet? Uh, still? Not anymore. No, no, just move on, man. I, <laughs> it's to, we'll talk about that when we get done with the podcast. Um, but yeah, you know, this whole idea of there, there's an active participation. Last week we talked about like the eagerness of um, being alert, being awake, being ready, waiting. But even at that, that seems more like I'm, I'm, awaiting someone else to do something to me or for me. This is, I'm actively preparing because I'm participating in it. And John the Baptist uh, mentions twice about producing good fruit, you know, and so there is, you know, our part in in doing something good um, in our lives, with our lives, um, maybe in a new way, maybe just going back to the the basics of... Um, yeah, it's our life bearing fruit in our relationships with other people and with God and bringing our best self to those. I would <laughs> I would like to know how many times um, he called them a brood of vipers. That's a great line. Yeah. Right? Brood of vipers. But I've never used that phrase with anyone. That was the name of my band in high school. <laughs> no, I just, I just made that up. The garage band. Yeah, that's right. Brood of vipers. The brood, that's Taking actually, over the world. That's actually a fantastic name for a band. I you know I, what? When I was, this is like way off topic. I talked about John Williams for three minutes. So go, <laughs> go right ahead. You know, um, there's that old song, I think from the glory and praise days that if you are my yeah. God, where those, um, those who choose alien gods have worshiped an alien band. And like, when I was like, like in middle school, I don't remember that song. Yeah. I was like, that what took me off on a mental tangent, like an alien, band. right? Like I'm going to form this band. That's going to be our name. We're going to have like a little green guy as our like, 
Like, yeah, that was that was me. Little Jeff the rock star. That's right. Dreaming. In, my, in my alien band. Dream, <laughs> dreaming of the future. That, right, with that, aliens that is and guitars. Fantastic. Uh, so the cool thing, too, in John's preparation. So I think John is showing us the ultimate witness of what it means to truly prepare, right? He's doing something. People are being baptized. But at the same time, he's not doing it for himself. He's pointing to something else. That's the whole thing with uh, John the Baptist. It's, he's completely um, disinterested in himself. It's all the message and the one that the message is pointing to, yeah. you know, the coming of the Messiah. Um, and some of the, the books that I, I look at with, you know, commentaries and things, um, sometimes in our passages, you know, they have like maybe a page. Uh, for this um, this passage here, Matthew 3, 1 to 12, yeah. like some of these books have like 12 pages. Wow. There's just like so much, um, just so much here that um, it's, a, it's amazing um, with who John the Baptist is and his connection to Stephen with the Jordan River and God you know, fulfilling his promises like he did the Exodus and there's a new Exodus and then there's a new time of fulfillment and a Messiah. And, um, it's all sort of, um, he's just setting up a whole bunch of stuff as to who Jesus is and what he's, what he's come to do. I love the line. Even he will baptize you with the Holy spirit and fire because it's such a beautiful, um, prequel for what is to come through the gospel, ultimately Acts of the Apostles, Pentecost, you know, yeah. um, the commissioning of, of the apostles, all of it. It's, um, it's such a foreshadowing of what we experience throughout the year, throughout the liturgical season. And in, in baptism, especially for instance, you know, we pour a little water on the head, but the word baptize means to immerse. Yeah. So that, that envision of being sort of immersed, you know, in the Holy Spirit and fire. Um, which brings, you know, fire brings light, uh, it brings warmth, um, it also purifies. And so, I mean, Jesus came to, you know, do all that uh, for us and through the Holy Spirit. You know, this weekend, too, the first reading is a beloved reading for the season of Advent from Isaiah. It's Isaiah chapter 11, uh, verses 1 through 10. Um, and right off at the beginning, some of these gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. What a great connection between the first reading yeah. and the gospel. Uh, On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Yeah, what I like about that passage, too, um, the shoot uh, shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. It's, I'm just, I think I'm not proclaiming this at Mass, a lot of those S words. The shoot shall, shall sprout, sprout from the stump of Jesse. You have to do little diction right. warm-ups. Yeah. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and <laughs> But, you know, the, I mean, the line of Jesse, the, the house of David, you yep. know, was thought to be dead. So, you know, like a stump, you know, if we think of a stump, it's it's sort of the the remnants of a dead tree, mm. basically. And so this image of a just a shoot kind of sprouting out from this this stump, you know, even you know, Isaiah prophesying this hundreds of years before Jesus, that this dynasty, this, you know, kingdom that was thought to be dead, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's gonna be a life that's gonna 
burst forth from it. Yeah. You know, this even if it's a little shoot that's going to come out of it. I think of those images of, you know, the devastating wildfires, wherever yeah. they may be in the world. And even in the midst of that ravaging destruction, new life still shoots up from the ground and continues to flourish despite it. Yeah. And so then we have John the Baptist saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that shoot, you know, sprouted. And uh, let's go, friends. Well, also, you know, this is great lead into to Jesus always talking about, you know, the kingdom of heaven is here on earth and the kingdom, this is what the kingdom is. And it usually would be some upside down version of what they believe to be true. Right. And we also see this in this Isaiah reading this week where he talks about the cow and the bear will be neighbors. The lion shall eat hay with the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den that ultimately God's plan and what he desires for us is always different than what we anticipate it being. Yeah, and he's come to bring renewal and um, all that. All right, let's take that to prayer. Yeah, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mighty God, um, come Holy Spirit, we know that um, through our own baptism and confirmation, their sacraments, you have put your life within us, and especially in the season of Advent, help us to know and to learn, know in a new way that we have been immersed in your in your life. Help us to uh, focus on you during this this season. Help us to know the abundance of life that you have for us. That um, you bring life to the desert and out of the desert. That you are calling us to newness. That you are calling us more and more to enter into the the rebirth that we have. Um, Lord, if there's people out there who um, who just sort of feel like a stump, I guess, just uh, help them know that you are the Lord of new beginnings and new life. Then call to you always through Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit. I'm thinking this week as we come into church and we recall our baptism mm-hmm. at the waters of the baptismal font, yeah. let us remember this discussion and these readings. Amen. All right, friends, we'll see you this weekend, second Sunday of Advent. God bless y'all.